Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hey there, everyone. It's Stormy Warren welcoming you on the bus at Country Thunder with executive producer Troy Volhofer. Coming to you from Music City, we can't wait to chat with all of our friends in country music. Get ready for real talk about the state of the music industry, thoughts and insights from some of its biggest stars, and more than a few backstage stories from the six annual Country Thunder events held all across North America. I know I'll be sharing some great stories in a future episode. So buckle up and get ready for your new favorite podcast. Here's Troy. I have our first guest, one of my best friends in the whole world, and probably one of the greatest entertainers of all time, uh, Big Kenny from Big and Rich. How are Yay. you, <laughs> I'm feeling the country thunder on the bus. Ah. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm telling you, man, just uh, sitting here now, that, that just brings back just some of the best memories in the world, sitting on your bus, you know, before the country thunders, before going on stage, man. It, that's just always one of the most exciting things is pulling into a country thunder somewhere and then going, you know, well, let me know where Troy's bus is. We'll meet up over there in a little bit and... You'd be calling me up or something as we're rolling in saying, hey, you got to come by. Those are just some, some tremendous festivals. I mean, they're, they're always just so fun. The crowds are, are just, they're huge. And everybody's, you know, has such a joyful um, heart to them. And everybody's there to, to have fun. And, and you, you know, we just get lit up when we see those, those people and all those fans out there. And you just want to give them every bit of you. Uh- Let's go back to how you ended up in Nashville in the first place. What were you doing before you were an artist? Well, uh, I'm a farm boy from Culpeper, Virginia. So I was was farming there uh, with my father. I was, um, um, you know, helping, keeping everything going. And, uh, you know, we're cattle farmers there in Virginia and, and, you know, anything you can raise and, and try to sustain your farm. We've pretty much done it over the years. It's been in my family for generations and generations. And uh, construction. I did construction back there. So um, what led me to Nashville in 1994 is, uh, well, the construction industry had pretty much just 
gone to hell in a handbasket at that point in time. We've been through a, a terrible recession. All the banks had shut down and, and, uh, it had just pretty much dried up the construction industry, but I was still out there, uh, working and, um, uh, me and some of my uh, buddies, we'd stop between jobs, grab a bite at a little pub one day. And, um, there was a guy in there with a guitar singing, singing, and he said he was going to take a break and ask if someone else would like to get up and sing a couple songs. And, uh, my buddy's like, Kenny will do it. Kenny will do it. So I got up <laughs> and, uh, sang a song and I uh, went to sit back down. And then a dude comes up and taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey man, you sing pretty good. You want to be in a band? And I went, well, hmm. kind of always thought about it in the back of my head, but, you know, never right. really. So next thing you know, I stopped on the side of the road, bought myself a guitar, and was in a band. Wow. And uh, so that was about two years before I actually came to Nashville. And when I came to Nashville, it was really at the encouragement of all my friends. You know, I started playing in a band. I, would, I was always singing on a job or whistling on a job, and everybody's always going, <laughs> Kenny, you ought to go to Nashville. Actually, I remember the day of carp. I'm there framing this wall, and this carpenter buddy of mine, he hears me singing to the radio, and he goes, Kenny, you know what you ought to do? You ought to go to Nashville. You know, I hear they pay people to make music down there. And I remember standing up and setting my 26-ounce S-wing checker-face framing hammer down on a sawhorse and looking at him going, you've got to be kidding me. They do. And, uh, well, that next year, I decided I was going to, you know, arrange everything where I could come down to Nashville and see what it was about. And so I packed my, my vehicle up and came down here the summer of 1994 wow. and uh, stayed in a day's inn right there on West End Avenue yep. for about a month until I, um, until I found an apartment. And uh, I just remember uh, going into all these little juke joints and there being songwriters there every night of the week and just being blown away by the amount of talent that I was seeing everywhere that I went. I was just so inspired by it. I'd never seen anything like this in my entire life. I was in Music City, USA, and I found, I'd come to realize why it was named Music City. I mean, Everybody that has talent all over the country and all over the world comes here. They all gather here in Music City. So it's really like an, an, an epicenter of the best. It challenges you and inspires you. It pushes you. It moves you. It, it motivates you to want to become great at making music. And then um, so that's what I, I did, man. I, 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 uh, I would get up every day and write songs. Uh, you know, I was meeting people every every night, being out and making new friends and and uh, I was writing every day and with being here after being here about three months I had a band together and I was playing three four nights a week um now was that was that love joy no that was just beginning beginning it was just beginning um and uh next thing you know uh after being here a year in 1995 I got a publishing deal uh, I got signed by a famous music uh Pat Finch a famous music signed me um that deal lasted for three years. Right around the end of that deal, I had been going in the studio all the time. So that gave you some income to live off. Yeah, it gave so, me some. So you weren't starving. Yeah, sustained then. myself. Right. I was able to survive. Yeah. And uh, the, the end of that, 1998, I, I was uh, playing a Nashville extravaganza on a Friday night uh, with my band at Exit Inn. And uh, that Monday, I got two phone calls. One from uh, Jason Flom at Lava Atlantic in New York, and one from. Um, Rob Seiderberg from uh, Hollywood Records in 
L.A. And both of them had either seen me or heard of me from their A&R person and, and uh, the, from that show in Nashville and had offered, were offering me a record deals. One, one of them wanted to fly me to New York, the other one wanted to fly me to L.A. Jesus. So that was my, uh, that was my first record deal. That was around the time that I met John. Now, that was Big Kenny? That was Big Kenny. Yep. That was Big Kenny. That was around the time I met John, and um, we started writing together. And uh, ooh, that year, 1999, we got him. He had just you know, left Lone Star when I met him. And uh, so we were working on getting him a record deal, too. Next thing you know, we got him a record deal on um, RCA, B&A. So he had a, he had a solo album. So John had a also. solo record. You had, had a, solo a solo record. record. But you're writing together. But we were you writing were together. not yet Big and Rich. No, we were just writing as right. Big and Rich. Um, but neither one of those records deals worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're continuing to write as Big and Rich. And then at that same time, I had... I'd put this band together. I'd, I'd really gotten to find some of the best players in the world when I was doing the, the Big Kenny record. And uh, so I started working this four-piece band project called Lovejoy. And when we made a couple of records, that's when I met Adam, Adam, Adam. Schoenfeld. Great who, guitar player, probably one of the hottest guitar players in town, playing oh, with Tim McGraw now. I mean, amazing talent on his own. amazing right. talented yeah. guitar a force, player. A force. And, uh, you know, is out, out with Tim now. And uh, has several projects of his own also. Yeah, his rock project's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Bad Brains. Yeah. Digital Brains. Digital Brains. Digital Brains. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Check that out on uh, your Spotify. Digital Brains. It's, it's a really great rock record. It's a three-piece band. Adam Schoenfeld fronts it, and uh, it's all original music. It's really neat. It's a, it's a, it's a diversion from country, but it's a, it's a great rock record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we all met up, and then that was around the time we started doing the music mafias. You know, one thing leads into another. Next thing you know, you know, Lovejoy, we were playing regionally at that point. So like 12th and Porter here or, or Knoxville or Atlanta, you know, we were, we were touring all around and, and had developed a really great following here in Nashville. Whenever we would play here, I'd always have, you know, a bunch of my friends come and get on stage with us. Um, you know, Max Abrams, Max on sax would come get on us, who now plays with um, the Mavericks, as we were discussing earlier, John would come and, you know, he would get up and play a couple country songs before we would play. And, you know, it, it just turned into a jam that kind of led to I think I saw Martina McBride one night play with uh, the Mafia when the Mafia was. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of led us to doing the Mafias. Right. We started doing every Tuesday night across the street from 12th and Porter at the Pub of Love. And those mafias really that's when we decided since you know all of us were kind of doing different kinds of music we just wanted a place where everybody could gather and we could share our new songs whatever they were whether you were writing rock or country or blues or soul as you know king nicholson john nicholson was doing at that time or um so we'd all get together and play every tuesday night at the at the pub of love and those just you know started out the first week you know we called up friends and it was about 12 of us there the next week it was like 24 the next week it's like we just kept growing and growing and growing until we had to bust out a wall in the back of the room then we had to move to another venue and the <laughs> that really the the music mafias is really kind of what just blew it all up for all of us it, it's so it happened so organically that um you know next thing you know everybody's getting offered record deals so john and i got a record deal from that as big and rich gretchen wilson got signed from that um, and Gretchen Jane, was one of the original mafia members, yeah, right? Yeah, she was the first female that we, you know, we brought her in as a godmother of the music. Oh, mafia. I love it. That, that's yeah. fantastic. And uh, you know, Cowboy Troy, James Otto, Shannon Lawson, um, Damian Horn. I mean, just just countless 
badasses, really. A great, I mean, the talent, I mean, Damien Horn, I mean, the most underrated guy in town in Nashville. I think Damien, he's I mean, such a nice dude, but he's so talented. Oh, golly. You know, he can sing super any, talented any format and, uh, no, and such a beautiful guy. Just yeah. a beautiful man. Yeah. Wonderful human being. So big and rich start big and rich, get a record deal. Next thing you know from those music, music mafias, we had, uh, uh, Paul Worley, yep. who, his uh, daughter, Ashley, was one of the first people that ever came to Music Mafia. Oh, wow. And at that point in time, she was working in the publishing uh, industry. So um, her father had just taken over the head of A&R at Warner Brothers that year. I guess that was 2002, 2003. And uh, she told us he wanted to have a meeting with us. So a, a Wednesday morning after a Tuesday night, uh, mafia we showed up with our <laughs> guitars at paul willie's office at warner brother so how'd that feel going in there you know knowing that this is this is our real a re- this is a, a real, real shot yeah, yeah. this is our well, real we were shot. pretty hung over from the night before but <laughs> <laughs> it felt pretty good it felt pretty good just going in there we thought we were going there to to play him some songs like we thought we were pitching songs for one so of the writer. artists that yeah. he was producing so you, were, you were going in there we, as a writer not yeah as an we act. thought he was interested in in, right. in one of our songs right. so you know, at that point in time, he was producing Faith. He was producing Martina. Yeah. Producing most every big act in Nashville yeah, at that point. Time. Big, big name. Yeah, so we play a, a couple songs, and he goes, those are really good. You know, you all write those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, play me a couple more. We play him a couple more songs. Next thing you know, he stands up, and he slaps his hand on his desk and says, I want to do this. And we look at him and go, you want to do what? He says, <laughs> he says, I want you all to be the first act that I sign here at Warner Brothers Records. And John and I looked at each other and go, well, I guess you're going to have to call our manager because the weekend before <laughs> we had gotten a call from, from uh, Mark Oswald and Dale Morris. They were, they were uh, out actually riding on Dale's motorboat across Old Hickory Lake, and Mark was playing him a demo we'd just done. He was listening to Holy Water. Yep. And Dale goes, uh, Mark says, hey, boys, I got uh, Dale Morris here on the phone. He wants to talk to you all. And you could hear the song, you know, playing in the background. He goes, hey, boys, this is, this is Dale Morris. Um, Mark's playing me some of these demos y'all have been cutting, and I just wanted to let you know if y'all want to keep making some music like this, I'd like to talk to you about a management deal. So kind of crazy, you know, there within a, a week or two's time, you know, he, we get someone that offers to help us out and manages, and then, you know, someone that offers to give us a, a record, a record deal. deal. Just, to, just to give you uh, a little info on Dale Morris. Dale Morris was the man single-handedly who basically took Alabama to the top of the charts and took them uh, to a different level in their career to superstardom status and also was the creator of uh, Kenny Chesney's career and took him to another level and big and rich. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a very prolific manager and, uh, and uh, you know, Greg's done an amazing job with you, right? Yeah. Greg Oswald, who he, uh, Greg's our agent at yeah. William Morris Endeavor. And Mark Oswald's yeah. your manager. And Mark's our manager. Yeah. And they're brothers. And yeah. it just so happens one's in the management business, one's in the agency business. And they've really, those two have been the powerhouse of our career. They're, yeah. they're the ones that, you know, helped us in every way imaginable and, and uh, you know, kept us out there working and touring across uh, the U.S. and the world. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So you get the record deal. Yeah. So this is, what year is this? That was 2003. Three. So we met in 2004 on Tim McGraw, and that yeah. was your first major tour, correct? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I remember it. And I, I believe your lovely wife, Chris Jev, was your stylist. Yes. And I was out there pre-production because we did Tim McGraw. And, yeah. and, and the thing that really, uh, there's two moments uh, that were kind of hit me, uh, was the first night we were in Virginia Beach where we kicked off the yeah. tour. We had an amazing storm. And Tim had that party, and he had those martini glasses. Yeah, that that yeah. were. Uh, he had the bar built right there off the side exactly. of the stage, yeah. right? Yeah, and uh, we had that opening night and uh, the opening night rehearsal, and it got canceled because of the big storm. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, the opening night, um, you had the painter on stage. Yeah, and Rachel. I, yeah, and I'm kind of like, I don't quite understand yet. I didn't really get it, you know. <laughs> and then you guys, halfway through your set, I was like. Who are these guys? I mean, I was blown away because it was, I mean, I mean, we talk about the changing of elements of music and stuff and, and bro country and all of this stuff that's happened over the course of time. Um, no one had ever heard what you guys were performing. I mean, when you came on stage, it was like a freaking tidal wave and, and it was different and it was totally original and it was a different vibe. And I mean, I, you know how Eddie Van Halen changed guitar in, in in rock and roll. I think you guys changed country music. I I know I know you did Thank because you. there was nothing before that that sounded like what you brought to the table, yeah. and it's changed. It's a re revolutionized country music, and I mean, you're the godfather of the sound of this new sound. Yeah, uh, uh, a bona fide mix of music without prejudice, really. Correct. Um, under the auspice of, of country music, because I guess we're all country boys, but we love to rock. Oh. And, uh, you know, we love elements of hip hop and we loved elements of blues and soul and everything else and loved having our friends on stage with us. And, 
And uh, so how did I Troy? And, how did Troy? How did Troy and Fred come into the act? Like how did how did you find Troy, Cowboy Troy, and uh, Two Foot Fred? Like how did how did that come to fruition? Well, um, I kind of brought the mafia or brought Lovejoy, which was our band yep. at that point in time. That ended up being the band as playing with Big and Rich as we came out. Uh, you know, Adam, the atomic guitar player, Sean Phil, we were talking about, and. Uh, John had met Troy when he was in Lone Star and had kept in touch with him and um, had introduced him to me. And I I thought he was just fantastic. We had, you know, one of our road trips back when we were just writing songs down to Texas. I met Troy down there and then I invited him to come up and get on stage, you know, with us as, you know, we would get him on stage with Lovejoy. Then he started coming to Mafia's when he could. And then the same thing with um, Two Foot Fred. John knew Two Foot Fred. He'd met him at a fanfare one summer. Yeah, because Fred was a fan, yeah, right? Fred was a fan, but he was a fan with a big personality. Yes. So we just knew that he was such a character. When we shot the video for Horse of a Different Color for um, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy off of that album, uh, that we, we wanted to have him in the, the video. So he called him up and said, hey, Fred, you want to be in a video? And he was, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Next thing you know, Fred's in a video. Then next thing you know, uh, Two Foot Fred's on the road with Big and Rich. And whew, talking about some crazy times. You know, it was funny because I, it would have been quite a few years ago, but I walk into Kenny's garage and he has this this thing. It looks like a spaceship. Yeah. And I, and I know you're a craftsman and you're really good with your hands and you're a welder and a carpenter and you've been blessed with that gift. And uh, I walk into your garage and I'm like, what, what's the spaceship for? And I, I'm, I'm there with a friend of mine and Kenny's not out yet. And we're kind of contemplating what this thing is and wondering what the hell this is. And you never know what you can find. It. I mean, the university of creativity is a interesting place. I mean, you never know what you can find in the yeah. studio. Your artwork's amazing. Anyways, I look at this thing. Kenny comes and goes, I bought that. I built that spaceship for Fred. He's going to drive it around stage. I thought it was absolutely the most <laughs> unique idea in the world. I've walked right through my shoes Just a small reminder Of the hell that I've gone through But look at me still smiling Cause I'm wondering what I'll do Since I ain't got nothing I got nothing Well I actually wrote that in 2002 It was New Year's of 2002 And uh, at that point in time I was in between record deals So had that first record deal It didn't necessarily work out And um, anyway Mark Oswald Who was producing the first farewell tour for Alabama in uh, Vegas and invited uh, me and John to come out there and to see this night extravaganza that he was going to be shooting. So we did. Um, and, um, and then that night after the show had a big party, you know, up in a suite looking down over all the people celebrating New Year's Eve in Vegas. I was, you know, top of the world, but you know, being between record deals, that means I was broke. And uh, I went out there with a couple hundred bucks in my pocket. And after trying to feed myself for a couple of days, I, I didn't have that much left. And I knew I was going to be coming home. It was going to be the first of the month and I was going to pay my bills. So I decided I'd go down to a blackjack table at about 2 a.m. in the morning and uh, see if I could figure out how to make enough money to pay my bills. And uh, I took, I don't know, the 50 bucks I had left and, and ran it up to $800 on a blackjack table. It's now 5 a.m. in the morning and I've got like a eight o'clock flight. So I'm thinking I need to go ahead and get this 
done here and go up and get my stuff together to catch my flight. And uh, I had won 10 hands in a row. So I'm thinking, so you're on a roll. this is the time, man. I'm on a roll. How can I just one more? This has got to be it. And if I double this one more time, I'm going to cover everything I need. I'm going to come home and be fine. So I push it out there. The dealer deals one more hand. and Damn, she didn't jar herself a blackjack. Uh. I had a $20 chip and a $1 chip left. I gave the dealer the $20 chip, and I kept the $1, and I pushed myself away from the table and said, Thank you so much. You've been a blast to play with. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this because I might need a little something to start over with. And uh, I went up to my room and sat down on the edge of the bed and went to pull my boots off. And uh, the heel come off the bottom of my boot. So I laid back on the bed and I, and I said, what next, Lord? And it was in about 30 minutes that song hit me. I'm down to my last dollar. I've walked right into my shoes, a friendly small reminder of all the hell that I've gone through. Look at me still smiling because I'm wondering what I'll do. Because since I ain't got nothing, I got nothing to lose. And one, two, three, like a bird I sing. Because you've given me such a beautiful set of wings. And I'm so glad you're all here today because tomorrow I might have to go and fly away, fly away, fly away. So that's where that song came from. Fantastic yeah. song. And then being one. out on, on tour with Tim in 2004, when I came back in off a tour that year, I was actually able to pay off my credit card, so I went back in the studio, and that was one of the songs I recorded. We were recording there at Blackbird, and Tim was recording his next album in Blackbird, so he came by and, and, and you know heard the song. And Next thing you know, he's going, you're going to let me cut that, right? So, lo and behold, who was I to say <laughs> no, I mean, yes, you can cut it. Of course, you're Tim McGraw. My God, cut it. He went, cuts it went the to song. number one, right? Yeah, it went to yeah. number one in 2007. It went to number one because he cut the record, and then his, his label wouldn't let him put the record out. Remember, right. they were trying I to do, keep him on. I the, do, but that was Kerb, right? They were trying, yeah, they were trying to keep yeah. him there, so they made him put out some That's greatest right. hits albums. Yeah. And finally, in 2007, he gets to put that album out. And uh, he chose that as the first single off the album and went to number one. Great song. Congratulations on that. Because that, that, I love that song. I do too. Uh, and oh, golly. You should. And yeah. it's a great story. And, uh, but going back to 2004 and a tour party. Tim gave us some motorcycles. Tim gives Big and Rich. Brothers. Yeah, Big and Rich and the Warren Brothers motorcycles. And Kenny's doing, like death sentences, doing right? a burnout in <laughs> backstage at this gig. You know, outside the venue, and and I, I was like, I, I, McGraw gave those to you, and it was amazing. And then after the show, um, we had this great party that was fantastic. And uh, you know, Kenny, Kenny used to like to bake cookies, and uh, and and I remember walking in, and Kenny goes, "Hey, man, you, Troy, you got to try with my cookies." And I'm like, "All right." So I didn't really understand, and so I take uh, my friend says, uh, "No, you take half of that cookie. You don't don't eat the whole thing." So I took a half of it, and and I wanted to have more because they were delicious. They were chocolate chip cookies. They're fantastic. Absolutely and, delicious. And b- before cookies. you know it, I look over and I see my friend <laughs> Ricky Kelly, you know. who's a motorcycle dealer to all of the stars in Nashville. He falls over on his chair. And I'm like, <laughs> what the, the hell? It was He's laughing uncontrollably. Now that's a staple. That song's a staple. That song will never go away. That's part of country music history. Um, yeah. How did that song come about? <laughs> Save horse, ride a cowboy. Um, that would have been another one of those crazy things that happened for me that summer 
about in 2002 also. Mark did this. Um, he was doing this program for MasterCard called Priceless Edge. Um, he ran a lot of, of, of like corporate programs back then. And um, <clears throat> in that program, they uh, did an essay contest around the world, had 30,000 know, college-age students from all over the world uh, enter this essay contest um, about you know, why they wanted to be in the music business or something like that. And Anyway, 50 of them were chosen to come to Nashville for 30 days and be given a complete you know, behind-the-scenes um, look at the music business. And one part of that was uh, to... Uh, sit down with uh, me and write songs, go in the studio and record songs, uh, and then go on stage and perform them. So Mark, you know, having put this thing together, comes to me and says, hey, Kenny, can you handle this part for me? And I'm like, sure. He goes, yeah, and I can pay you too. And I'm like, great, I'll be able to cover my bills for another month. And uh, so in doing that, you know, these, with these 50 kids, I broke them up into groups of 10 and wrote, wrote a song or so with each of them. And in one of those song sessions... Um, I remember, you know, I'd always go around the, the room and ask them all their names and try to remember their names. And, and in this one uh, group, I asked, has anything happened to anyone crazy since you've been here already? Have you heard anything crazy? I mean, sometimes you can just start a song from a, a title. And this one girl raises her hand and says, you know, we actually went into uh, the Wild Horse Saloon and this cowboy came up to me. I couldn't believe he said, hey, baby, we, darling, would you like to save a horse and ride a cowboy? <laughs> And uh, I had invited John to come in and write with me on that session. And we looked at each other and went, there you go. There's our song. <laughs> and um, we wrote it. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. Two of our biggest hits came out of those writing sessions. Wow. Um, another one went in there and asked them all where they were from and realized, you know, it was 10 different cities, 10 different towns across America. And I had had this title, you know, being that here we are. You know, in the music industry here, we're writers there in, in, in Nashville. And the thing we want to do is get out of this town and go to every other city around the, the world and play our music to them. And I said, you know, I've got, a, I've got this title I've been wanting to write called We're Coming to Your City. And why don't we're, we're going to try to put every one of your, your towns in, that, that, in this song. And so that's what we did. We wrote Coming to Your City and put every one of their towns in, in that, oh, in that song. And then it's been now... <clears throat> going on over a decade of uh, the theme song for college game day yeah, football. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. was getting ready to go into one of our biggest years of touring. Um, actually, uh, 2020 was, was set to break records for us. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this, this um, pandemic, epidemic hit, and uh, everything has got moved forward. So now 2021 is going to be one of our biggest years ever. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're all uh, thinking extremely positive at this point that we're about at the end of this thing, that we can see light at the end of the tunnel, that, you know, we're real close to having a vaccine out there. And we think going into next year, everybody's going to have access to it. Uh, and good that, therapeutics. Yeah, and that yeah. there are therapeutics and medicines out there right now that can pretty much heal people up from it if they don't have the vaccine and they should get it so you know what we're feeling what i'm feeling out there is there's a lot of people that are feeling like they want to get out and hear some live music i mean as soon as they safely can i mean everybody's just we're dying to play and and the fans are dying to to hear the music get back to get back to living it up in the free world again there's nothing that replaces the live experience nothing and I'm missing it so much. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen a live show in so long. You know, it, it, it's kind of undaunting because, I mean, th- this is probably the longest spell I've ever gone in my entire life. In saying that, I'm, I'm ready to get back out there. But, you know, we're going to go out and it looks like we're going to do stuff, you know, and hopefully hopefully have, have a country thunder in Florida in March. And we're going to do this in a, in a very responsible way with all, you know, all CDC protocol and, yep. and hopefully um, some of these therapeutics pass the FDA and we're, we're in a great place. And I think it's going to happen. I mean, all indications are it is. And uh, maybe I'm a little premature to be that positive, but I don't think I am. I don't think so either, man. I'm feeling that positive. That's kind of the way we're looking at it. Yeah. You know, all of our, our, our dates, our schedule has just continually been moved forward everybody's trying to do the right thing and yeah. the, the smart thing and a, and a safe thing for everyone but you know I, I think at this forward at this point we can um look look forward and and see that it, it can be that kind of reality the, the beginning of this coming year so that we're all going to be able to get back out there. So in 2021, do we have some uh, new new singles coming out with Big and Rich? Is there going to be some new stuff on Spotify that we'll be able to check out? What 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 are you where are you with that? Yeah, yeah, we're actually. Um, I was uh, talking to Charlie uh, coming over here about a, a song that we uh, just recorded that just kind of seems um, right for the times right now, and uh, we're talking about you know what our game plan is to get that out and that's something we're looking at putting out this fall and um and then you know we're 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 
going to just kind of continually just put out creativity, you know, just kind of keep it flowing. But, but, uh, there's a song called center of the universe. And, um, I just like what it says and better times. And, um, it's just a little blue ball on a big black sky. And I don't know why everybody doesn't understand. All we really got to do is love our fellow man. Got to put to rest this crazy mess. Forgive and forget. Never, never, ever be afraid. Yay. Just want to hear everybody <laughs> say, we all want to free fall into the disco ball, standing together at the vortex of the center of the universe. <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of what we all want to do right now. We all want to free fall into the disco ball, standing together at the vortex of the center of the universe. Because all this love is pleasing to the ears. It is relieving all the fears. It is a hope. It is a chance. You're all invited to the dance. The party's cool. People smile or recollect and chat a while about this new extreme we found. At the vortex of the center of the universe. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, you know, so I love it. It's, for me, it excites me. You know, um, you know, for the legacy of your career as an artist, uh, new music is exciting. And, uh, you know, it, the world has changed in recording. You know, there's a lot of artists that, uh, you know, uh, are on independent labels. And, 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 and it's, how do you feel about the trend in regards to giving artists now? I mean, if you were an artist 20 years ago and didn't have a record deal, you would have... Uh, no success as a, as a, 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 as an artist starting out, yeah. not an established artist, an artist starting out with not a record deal. There was no way you would have a chance to be able to get your music across to the masses. Now we have all these outlets. Yeah. Now we have opportunity for I mean indie indie artists who are coming out making great music and yeah. actually getting great follows. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, Old Town Road last year that was completely a kid got that song started on social media himself it, it blew up just by you know a, a chance of the right thing happening at the right time and and um you know one thing led to the another and next thing you know he's got a hit song on tiktok and then he just kind of you know jokingly reaches out and goes you know they won't, they say this is not country i want billy ray cyrus to sing on it next thing you know billy ray sees it and goes well heck, i'll sing on your song and next thing you know it blows up into being a what a eight nine biggest song of the year i believe yeah, yeah. biggest song of the year yeah, it was massive so it just kind of shows to go you that anything's possible now i mean no doubt things are totally different than what it used to be in the the ability to get music out to the masses there is a distribution system now that is totally in effect available to everyone no matter what it doesn't have a, a barrier to entry that has a high cost that you can't get into or i mean you can record on a phone Basically, you less more. You've got a nice computer there. You can record on that, yeah. but you don't have to have a you know a thousand dollar a day studio. Um, and as a promotion distribution, it used to be the only way you could get it out there was a physical distribution system that either was vinyl or cassettes or CDs or something. And it it took a big machine like a Warner or a Sony or someone that had that sort of distribution system to get the music out there. It ain't like that anymore. Now right. anybody we can sit here and, and make up a tune right now and, and go bang, you know, right. play it on a, a, a TikTok it or, or Facebook it on a phone or, right. or, and it is at least available to people. And if it's good enough, they're, they're going to hear it. They're going to move it around. And the only problem is now we've got so many doggone songs that you just can't only play them all during a live show. One thing I really want to touch on and, 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 and I don't think you get enough credit for this, um, is your philanthropy. So, 
I've been witnessed, I've witnessed your philanthropy for years now. And, uh, you know, there's one thing, you know, sticks out in my head that nobody really knows about. And it was never publicized properly. And, uh, you know, you got that award from the Children's Choir of Africa. Mm-hmm. And I was honored enough to be invited to go to New York City with you to be, for you to be presented with the award. John was there. Um, it was such a touching moment because only George Bush, the President Bush, uh, W., and Pope John Paul II were the only recipients of that award and Big Kenny. And no one really knows about that. That was a such a touching moment and such an amazing evening. Sold out at City Winery in New York City. And uh, it was the Children's Choir of Africa and Big Kenny. And you were honored that night. And yeah. it was such a touching moment. I, I just want I, I to ask you about, um, about that and the award itself and... You're, 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 you are always, you're always in, I mean, you, the first thing you talk about when we have an idea is how we, how you can give back. Yeah. It's not like the normal people I sit down with who are like, <laughs> it's a little different, right? It's yeah. always like, how do, I mean, how do I give back? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, man, I was, uh, I was just, I was just blown away, you know, to, to be there that night and to, you know, to be, to be honored and, uh, to be able to, um, you know, shine a, a little more of a light on those kids. Because, uh, you know, one of the things that happens when you, you have successes in your life is your visibility to things, you know, in your community and around the world. It's a, you know, the light gets shined on it a lot, lot brighter. People are going to let you know about a lot more stuff. And, and you know, about that time in, in my world, you know, the, the uh, early 2000s, once my career started to take off, one of the things that was made you know, aware to me is that, you know, there's some, there's some kids that got it, got it tough out there, you know, in our communities here and, and around the world. And when I saw some of the, the things that I saw, some of the kind of atrocities that that go on in places around the world, I just had to, to do something. And, you know, one of the things I, I decided to do was to try to, you know, to help give, help, help give, some of those that have been in the worst of situations, at least an opportunity to have an education, you know, in places where they, you know, girls especially didn't even get to go to school. Um, you know, girls were, you know, there's still places in the world right now where they consider them slaves, um, where they, they, they live in, in, in ways that you just wouldn't imagine. But, you know, I just, I saw this opportunity to shine a little light and, and to, to, to bring some hope in places where hope didn't exist. And then when I met up with the, the children's choir, the African children's choir, I just saw them shine in such a great light. Like here, they, these kids, you know, come from some of the, some of the roughest situations, but yet they, their, their hearts are just so joyful and they're given an opportunity to go make music and be ambassadors for, for what their capabilities are around the world. And they come play all over, they play all over the world and they play all over America. And, and, you know, I, I got to help them and, and help them build a bunch of schools and, and, and help them have opportunities. And, um, you know, that I just, to those, to those given much is expected, you know, and I just, I firmly believe that. And there's just nothing better than that, to just being able to give somebody a, a hand up or to be able to shine a light on the ones who are doing something, you know, really, really well and really great and, and really um, inspiring. 
And, um, you know, today uh, I, I was on a, I got a, got a, a text from my, my fifth grade teacher down in, uh, in Florida, who that's another one that I, I helped as a, she has a project down there called Operation Heartfelt. And, and since 2010, we've been feeding about, uh, right now it's right at a thousand children in a backpack program down there. These are, these are kids that right here in our communities in the good old U.S. of, of A that, that have, you know, ended up, you know, she realized an issue down there in 2010 that kids weren't learning because they were coming to school hungry, that yep. they weren't, they weren't being sufficiently fed at home. They needed a little help to get them there. And, and so we started this backpack program to make sure that they had food over the weekends. So when they came to school, they'd have a little something in the bellies. <laughs> Operation Heartfelt. Felt stands for feeding empty little tummies. Ah. Something special. So, you know, that, that's just, you know, I was on a phone. Niles called me this morning. Niles, Niles Harris, who was the inspiration for the song, The Eighth of November. You know, we, we, um, he was asking for my permission for a, another you know, a, a benefit program we're looking at doing this year to re- continue to raise money for the uh, 173rd Airborne because we helped get the memorial built for the Airborne down there in Fort Benning, Georgia. And he's going, you know, as old guys, we got, you know, may have 10 more years in us and, you know, we want to get out there and raise what we can. We got a good bit in the bank, but, you know, it costs a good bit to keep that place up every year. And these young guys, you know, they ain't quite got into, you know, what the responsibility is yet. So we want to make sure <laughs> we do it. Anyway, Kenny, are you willing to help us out this year? And I mean, how can you say no? You, you can't because, you know, we, we have an obligation to, to help those who have helped all of us, you know, have gone out there and served for all of us. And, you know, I just think we as a, a, a country and as a, as a community of, of music makers and creators, you know, we, we've been given this, this great gift. And, and with that great gift, there's so much more that, that we get to do to, to carry it on and to, to continue the positivity out there, not the negativity, the positivity, the positivity everywhere, right here in our, in our communities, you know, be it across the street, be it a, across the river, be it a, in the next state, be it in the, across the ocean in the next country. I want to make friends everywhere. That's the great ambassadorship of what music is. As you know, you know, Premier Global, your company, um, you know, has, has uh, staged tours all over the world. You've, you've worked and, and, and put on some of the greatest shows all over the world, not just the country thunders in the U.S. of A, but all over the world in South America, in Europe, in Asia, and every country there is out there. I mean, you know how the power of music everywhere. You know, when we get together as, as music makers everywhere, anywhere, we get together as friends. Everybody comes there to celebrate and to to jump up and down and to just love the, the moment and the, and the music and to... to you, just, just cherish this this life and and uh, feel the joy, man. Feel the you know, joy. So, hallelujah! Can I get an amen now? Amen. You know, I just got to say that you are probably one of the more unique persons in show business, and uh, your uh, your uh, just your passion for helping people in humanity is something that touches my heart, and I so appreciate you and. And thank you. And, and, I, appreci- mutual, bro. and I appreciate you've always been there for me, you know, and, and I just think that, uh, we just need a little more love in this world. And, and, <laughs> Hell yeah. and, and I know that, you know, you've been preaching that for years and I mean, honest to God, love everybody, man. And love it everybody. didn't really hit the big home. guy said, love one exactly. another, just love everybody. That's it. That's and all it, we got to do. And it didn't really, you know, it really 
made a lot of sense this year. You know, I yeah. mean, the divide. You know, we we all need to come together as as a community and as 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 countrymen and and make this place a better place. It's the greatest Amen. country in the world, and I Amen. think that uh, we can do it together. And Amen. with attitudes and people like you, uh, this place will get better. I Amen. mean, America will become stronger, and uh, you know, and we'll we'll yeah. bond more unified. All of our Unif- energy towards and, and will go forth in a positive way. Man, we have so much. To be thankful for. When music returns to where music should return to in, in the next year, you guys are going to go out and kick some serious serious butt. Yeah. And, uh, Future's bright, man. Future is brighter than bright, it ever been because we just took a year off of live music. Yeah. And that creates a, a demand. I believe it creates a demand. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, a lot of pent-up energy from the artists. You no, know, Everybody's I, out there ready to go, and all the fans are ready to give it. So. Everybody's ready to go. So yeah. where you can see Big and Rich is Country Thunder, Iowa. Coming up, big lineup, Big and Rich, Leonard Skinner, yeah. Morgan Wallen, Old Dominion. Production. Old Dominion, man, they are tearing it up. They're, they're rocking. Oh, they're right, a great man. band. One man band that song this year, and Morgan's tearing it yeah. up right now. I'm excited for Big and Rich. I think this is one of the coolest lineups we've got this year. It's very diverse. And uh, Big and Rich will be a country thunder somewhere every year until they decide not to work. So it's going to be fantastic. And uh, well, thank God you so bless much. you and God bless country thunders. And thank you for coming out. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for coming out to the. Yeah. Love you big time. You know, and the, all the fans out there, love y'all big time. Well, the bus is rolling to a stop. Thank you so much to our guests this weekend. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.